All right, we are back. Another edition of the GYGB War Report show. Just going to be a dolo show tonight. I'm your, well, <laughs> I'm your host, Roberto Flack. Uh, obviously, got to recap uh, this past weekend's debut of the Charlos uh, on pay per view, courtesy of Showtime. And uh, touch, you know, touch on that in a few. Actually, well, I'll, I'll start off with that, but, you know, there's obvious uh, other news tidbits um postponements <laughs> things of that nature uh as is boxing in the era of covid so you know we're uh you know we'll touch on that but you know it's gonna be kind of a quick show today again rolling dolo but you know i just needed to recap the pay-per-view obviously and and i wanted to and, and again i, I want to before i get to the actual fights themselves uh I, I, you know, I talked about this with with Train and ROD. As it concerns how it was formatted, okay, and you know, for for you know, again, a lot of you that follow us know that we are also avid sports fans across the board, man. Whether it's football, basketball, some of us are MMA fans, and but you know, we love the sweet science. I mean, it's our favorite sport, but you know, again our attention does go elsewhere at times, depending, uh, uh, you know, on the situation and, and the importance of a particular event. But when, when the Charlo pay-per-view was announced, you know, one of the, one of the things that was striking us was that, you know, it was, uh, on the same night as UM versus FSU, <laughs> which I, I think to the credit, you know, to give Showtime any credit, like, I don't think they knew that game was going to be on that night. But on top of that, a major UFC pay-per-view, uh, at least with one of its major stars. And then you had the NBA playoffs going on. So there, and again, and other college football games, there's just so much going on, right? So most pay-per-views conventionally start at what, nine o'clock or HB or showtimes would start at, at nine o'clock. This pay-per-view didn't start till seven o'clock. Or it started at seven o'clock Eastern time, and I, and that kind of threw me off, and I didn't even know it was on. So Rod is hitting me up like it's almost nine thirty. He goes, "Hey, Jamal and, and Dervianchenko are fighting." I'm like, "What are you talking about? It's only nine thirty. Lo and behold, I go, you know, I'm watching the game downstairs. I head upstairs, turn the fight on. And what do I see? The round three of Jamal Charlo versus Sergey Sergey Dervinchenko. I'm like, what? How did they format this? So, for for those of you that didn't watch the pay per view and didn't know the totality of how you know the, how many fights there were, there were six fights in total on this entire pay per view card. That was, I think, a whopping seventy nine dollars. Um, they had. Uh, it was three, it was two fights first. Uh, John Real Casimiro, uh, Casimiro uh, against Duke Micah, Brandon Figueroa, Damian Vasquez, and then the Jamal Charlo and Sergi Demirchenko fight. Now, what a lot of us had is scratching our heads was is like, you know, this number one, many of us thought that should have been the main event, like the, the main fight. Uh, they gave that that billing to to Jamel, but at the same time, like not there's a lot of people I spoke to the following day that missed particularly the Jamal fight and with Derby and Chanko, which which to 
a lot of people that you know we, we collectively all were talking to that was the one that <laughs> most of the people that that you know are fans of the show were looking forward to and unfortunately man, there were people there was a good amount of people that missed it so the way they formatted and and then after that fight it, it, there's a long intermission and then they started again two two fights daniel roman juan carlos Bayano, and then luis neri and and, and aaron almeida and then the jamel and jason rosario fight that didn't start to almost one in the morning man eastern time and and, and and again we were sitting here scratching our heads like who came up with this like format i number one six fights on a pay-per-view granted you know you people are saying you know you 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 got more bang for your buck but i'm like yeah but you, you had who was watching a pay-per-view from seven o'clock to one in the morning man i mean come on <laughs> you know what i'm saying i i, I mean i think the, the thing with pay-per-view it was designed based on the demand you know what i'm saying and this isn't a shot to the charlos man but i think what's gotten confused in the modern day was the concerns pay-per-view and this is something we've been talking about amongst the crew as a recent is the the, the pay-per-view model has turned into this almost necessity when when some of these fighters even reach moderate level uh, uh, as far as being known you know the truth be told the charlos on, in a grand scheme aren't known to where their people are rushing to see their fights based on just their namesake i mean truth be told jamal needs a canelo fighter needs a triple g fight still because those guys are still more household names than what jamal or, or jamel are um now that that that's like the card itself but i mean as far as the performances i mean i'll start with jamal because he was the first fight but listen all this being said this was jamal's best performance considering the the level of competition Sergey Devinchenko has been known to be a very tough dude. And, you know, he had a split decision loss to, to Danny Jacobs. And then that a, a controversial split decision to, you know, uh, to triple loss to Triple G. A, a fight that I think I haven't spoken to many people that gave Triple G like a, a super nod on winning that fight, man. I mean, there, there was a lot. There was a lot of the, the consensus was that Dervinchenko won the fight, but we were all really waiting to see Jamal Charlo in a fight that, or with somebody that's going to be able to push him, that has the pedigree, that has the experience, is is a hard-hitting middleweight. And Dervinchenko presented those things, and Jamal nullified pretty much anything that Dervinchenko could have done in this fight. I mean... There were several times I, I I think Jamal really could have taken him out. Um, I, I, and to Charles' credit, he took some of some really hard shots from Dervinchenko and he ate them, man. So as far as his beard is concerned at 160, man, I mean, I really think he could take a punch from like the the, the best in the division. Um, now some people are saying Dervinchenko's again. Now they're saying he's old and he's small and. But, you know, again, what's Canelo? You know, if he stays at 160, he's not that much bigger than Darianchenko. Um, but at the same time, uh, th this this was a win that I think 
for the people that were like us, like we were waiting to see him in there with a top five, top four, three, like that, that's really going to like push, you know, the envelope with Jamal I and mean, Jamal to be on, like he won like 10, two to be like, I, if at that, you know, like nine, three, 10, two, I mean, this was a clear win for Jamal Charlo, man. And, and I salute him. I mean, this was, this, this we're starting to see a bit of the maturation. Now, the question now with him is what direction does he go? See, and I'll get to Jamal in a second, but the thing about Jamal is, is that I think Jamal from 160 to 168 has like a lot of viable options. It's just really dependent, like what he wants to do in the immediate with his career. Now I was talking to ROD with, you know, today about this and listen, we understand the divide with, with, with the networks and, and this person doesn't want to fight this. Not, not even want, but, you know, nobody's going out of the way to fight outside of a bubble. But I'll tell you something, man. If Canelo Alvarez is going to be, out, you know, on the shelf, <laughs> you know, for, for the time being, as, you know, I'm, you know, you know, making this, you know, making the show today you know, in, in, in the pending lawsuit that that's now he wants to go to trial and it's going to keep him out of the ring for a while. I mean, listen. There is not a fighter right now in middleweight that would not give Charlo a one-up. When you talk about getting a big win, more than Triple G currently. Still, number one, it's a unification fight. Number two, when you talk about the next biggest name next to Canelo Alvarez that has been on pay-per-view, that has been in front of the big lights, it was, you know, one of the HBO's, you know, uh, um marketing pieces that you know in the in the latter years but but again it, it's like what it what is what is the mo for in the immediate for jamal i mean i think with jamal if you want that canelo fight if you want to have the people really looking at you and saying this is the guy that such and such needs to fight i think you really need to start fishing for those fights that are going to bring you that because from the pay-per-view numbers that we're hearing coming out, 200,000 buys, what I mean, that's not really screaming a lot. You know what I'm saying? The pay-per-view numbers come when the demand is there for a fight that intrigues the masses. Even for the boxing pundits, a, a, a fight with Jamal Charlo and Triple G will gain the attention of the casual and the, the hardcore fan enough that I feel they can do some kind of business together. I don't know. I see. I think if Triple G is looking at Canelo's situation now, he has to think of the bigger picture and what he, where he could place himself in. You know, does he have a a, a contract with, with with the zone that he can't venture out? You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is that's it's gonna be very. I, I'm very interested to see how this whole Canelo situation is really a, a, a trickle effect to like Triple G's potential business. If, if you know, for him too to get in the in a fight with with, uh, with Jamal Charlo, that I think if they partnered up, I mean, it could make for an event. You know what I'm saying? Because Jamal Jamal Charlo, he does have options. You know what I'm saying? Like if he doesn't go the Triple G route. You know, even like there's the Andrade fight. I still don't think they're gonna make that fight. You, you know, I again, I, I, I just, I think stylistically, there's a reason why they probably haven't approached that fight. 
though it's a fight that should have happened a while ago along with the Danny Jacobs fight. But I keep hearing about Eubanks Jr. I hear or Eubank Jr. I he keep hearing about, you know, what if Heard comes up to 160? And I mean, I, I think he wants to unify the division, but I mean, you got, <laughs> you, we don't know what's up with Canelo's belt at the WBA. We don't know what's up. With, and then you got Triple G and, and Andrade that hold the two other belts. So, I mean, those are really your two other fights. I would just much rather see the Triple G fight to at least get Charlo a name win, you know, like a win over somebody that you could say, wow, like, He's ready for the big times. He's ready for that Canelo fight. And I think that Golovkin fight still has enough where the, the merit is there for 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 um, for Jamal to, to get like a solidified win. Not a shaky, controversial, you know, cards win, but like a dominant win that up until this point, not even Canelo has been able to secure. So. Let's see how that uh, unfolds as far as Jamal. But now onto Jamel and Jason Rosario, a fight that I felt, and I think all of us collectively thought that, was the less intriguing fight, though we were kind of looking at it like kind of in the side of our eye because we've seen how big Jason Rosario is. We've seen what happened in the J-Rock fight. Again, we put all the concessions on the table and everything, and a lot of us just thought like, Jamel is just the better athlete. He he's the better skill guy. There's some things that you know. I, I I think Jamal he pumps the jab better, or at least more more frequently. They're trained by two different guys. You know you can kind of see that. You know as far as their approach, but you know after that first loop, like it, it was kind of it was kind of like a glancing shot. The you know when when Jace Rosario gets dropped in the, in the first round. Um, but following that, and I'm going back and forth with train, and I'm like, yo, he like Rosario was wailing at the body. And you kind of seen something, and Train brought this up. He's like, yo, I'd never seen Jamel clinch like that. Like where you know he's been in situation like in the Tony Harrison fight where he's getting out box. He wasn't like he wasn't clinching Tony Harrison. He was clinching Jason Rosario, and a lot of times, a lot of times, man, that's a sign of you're feeling stuff you don't want to feel. And this carried on for like what the next three, four rounds. And I, and what, and, and it was almost like what I pictured in my head. He landed something in the course of the, the I don't know if it was a six or seven, it was like one of those rounds, and Rosario gets hurt. Like he he kind of staggers, falls. But then the the punch that everybody's talking about is that jab to the solar plexus, man. <laughs> With that, it, it, in the immediate, looked scary. You know, he, like he was gasping for air. You know, we, we were hearing that he he had to get rushed to the hospital. But I mean, to 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 win a fight with a jab to the solar plexus and win by knockout, and I mean that's. I I outside of like a check like a like a left hook to the to the chin. I mean that that's as good as it gets, man. And you know both brothers had dominant wins, man. You know, um, well, they 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 had they had um, per, as far as the performances, Jamel I think had the more dominant performance, where 
you know, Jermel had the he had the highlight win. You know what I'm saying? But I think Jermel clearly had the more trouble of the two. But Jason Rosario is a big dude, man. That's a big junior middleweight. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I think, you know, some people are questioning his chin and, you know, is he, I mean, I don't know, man, you know, that, 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 that's always subjective, but I mean, I, I, that's not to take away from, from Jamel's performance, man. I mean, I think he hung in there. He was able to clinch. Uh, he took some hard shots, man. And he's another one, man, like that. I, I think with both of them, with, with Jamel and Jamal, man, like they're just very well conditioned fighters. You know, they're not, um, you know, they don't have the greatest head movement. They don't have the, they don't move that much. They're just solid dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I don't think you're going to beat very easy, which is why I like to see triple G and Jamal. And then when, and then when Jamel, yeah, I think at this point, logically it's, it's the Erickson Lubin fight, right? Um, didn't they, they fought though, right? They already fought, if I'm not mistaken, because I always get confused. Like Jamal fought J Rock, and then Jamel fought Lubin, and then he knocked Lubin out. So that's the thing. It's like with with I think with, with Jamel's options. I mean, there's Lara, because mind you, Lara trains with Ronnie Shields. You know, that's I mean, granted, there's history there and everything, but I don't know if they approach that, but I mean, there's Lubin, there's him, there's the Tony Harrison fight again, but it's like, do we want a third fight? I don't know. Um, Jamel, to me, on a bigger scale, like as far as the fights that he could potentially go in one, from 160, 160 to 168, they just look more appealing, you know, on, 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 from a... From, from a perspective where you, you're kind of like, damn, man, I don't know. You know, like Benavidez and Charlo were, like I said, Triple G and Charlo, uh, Plant and Charlo. Um, and then, like, what if, if the Canelo fight ever materializes at some point in the next couple of years? So we'll see, though, man. I mean, I, I think with the whole thing with the pay-per-view, I, I really feel they should just go back to cut two fights and then them two back-to-back and you figure out who main events or whatever. So, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. They're going to, they're going to, if you have Showtime, they're going to be showing in its entirety, I believe this weekend. So, uh, you know, if you didn't watch it, it'll be on. So yeah, man, uh, other news uh, before we wrap up, man, I'm not going to make this too long. You know, we, we've been hearing about this whole thing with Wilder Fury three. Is it on? Is it not? Uh, from what we're hearing, it's being postponed. Listen, they need fans, man. <laughs> I think that's what they're waiting for. We're, they're waiting to see what arenas, what venue, what states, whatever you can secure at least like 10,000 people where they can, you know, they're going to charge an arm and a leg, I'm assuming, um, to, to, you know, get some of the gate in. But, you know, we're hearing that. And then, you know, again, we were hearing this talk about Pacquiao McGregor. Is, is it BS or not? I mean, you know, <laughs> Floyd fought him, man. So it's like we really can't put we can't put it past that happening again. But Pacquiao had announced that, you know, he's not going to fight likely this year because, you know, he needs fans and everything. And listen, we all know what it is, man. It's money. It's, it, it, all of it is money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, Wilder Fury 3, that's the next. I mean, that's their next fight, whether it happens December. Like they're, they're trying to do it even before the December 19th um, date that they initially have. They're saying that there's a bunch of college football game because here's the thing it's like because college football is back now and because the nfl is back and all these things like 
like we've been saying for so many like for so many months man is that that takes priority over any boxing dates that these guys can put together to put on a pay-per-view man and you have to consider those things so especially when you're dealing with millions of dollars man i mean <laughs> you know you don't want it to be a dud but you know we'll, we'll see as far as you know wilder fury uh three is concerned i mean and, and we listen we're, we're hearing about other fights too you know as far as like terrence crawford i mean again how many of us did not think it, or how many of us really thought he was going to find anybody but Kell Brook? <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, they're saying, but it's going to happen sometime in November on ESPN. They're saying to potentially on regular ESPN. So ESPN's, you know, put, you know, uh, dishing out the money to put these fights. I mean, we're this month, you know, we're, we're ready in October. We're going to have, uh, you know, Lomachenko Lopez, I can't wait for that. I mean, and, and that whole, you know, the WBC franchise title is now on the line. But, you know, that's going to be on ESPN. So I think that's going to be – that's kind of top ranks approach right now. They're just trying to put these fights on regular ESPN. And then, obviously, this would be a Fox ESPN, uh, uh, you know, collab and, and you know, that all that jazz. But, I mean, beyond that, uh, and then, you know, like I, like I spoke earlier – the whole, the whole Canelo uh, lawsuit. Now he, they're going back to court, and you know apparently Canelo was able to to get a copy of the contracts or at least see it or, or, or whatever. And you know Canelo might have a case here. I mean, we'll see. You know, all I know is that he's going to be out of the ring this year. Like there, that goes without saying. You know, they, without saying. <laughs> so, you know, there were, there was apparently a purse bid uh, with Envy Yildirim with the WBC. But, again, in, in a lawsuit like this, Canelo is not going to be fighting. So chances are, like, he'll probably end up fighting somebody else for the title, for the vacant quote-unquote title. So, yeah, lots of boxing going on, man. I mean, we had, uh, you know, I, I, again, the the first uh, pay-per-view with the Charlos. Are these guys going to be the next pay-per-view stars again, man? I, I really, really feel with these guys. And Canelo is in that same boat, too, is like you're, they're all subjected on the fight, man. Pay-per-view was was created based on the demand of the public to see certain fights or fighters and you know you can have certain people tell you about you know how big certain stars are going to be and this person is going to be a superstar at the end of the day man it's the public that's going to tell you that and and the fights will will bring people in and and if you make these fights that are just like these three or four to one favorite type deals, I mean, you're going to get those, you're going to get that kind of response. So, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see, but you know, later this month. Oh, oh and that, that's another thing I forgot to, uh, forgot to mention. They moved the date of the, the Gervonta Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz fight from October 24th to the uh, Halloween night, October 31st. So I don't know that's going to be like a little gimmicky uh, <laughs> affair that they're going to put together. I mean, I would assume, uh, but you know, I was making the, you know, I was saying that that's the same night as a major UFC, but th that UFC won't, won't be till during, you know, that's going to happen during the day. So it's not like that fight would have competed with it, but at least it gets its own date you know, and without having to share it with anybody or, or another event or what have you. So, you know, that'll be at the end of the month. Uh, Javante Davis, Leo Santa Cruz. So boxing is back, man. And, and you know, and then the following month, 
you know, Danny and Errol Spence. I mean, we haven't even gotten word if this is where this fight's going to be. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, we they haven't had an official red carpet rollout. We know the fight's happening. But, you know, there was mention about uh, um, AT&T Stadium. I mean, are they going to do that? I mean, is it worth doing it? Again, they want to get people in there, man. They need, get, they need that gate money. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to run down the schedule real quick, man, uh, before we wrap up. Uh, you know, again, the big one this month uh, on ESPN, uh, Teofimo or Vasily Lomachenko, unified lightweight champion against Teofimo Lopez. Uh, to unify that division. And then, like I just mentioned, Durante Davis, Luis Santa Cruz. Uh, on Halloween night, same night, uh, the Japanese monster, Naoi Inouye and Jason Maloney, that's going to be, um, I think that is Inouye's U.S. debut. So, um, And then, obviously, next month, um, Errol Spence, Danny Garcia, still, again, TBA, where it's going to be. <laughs> um and then uh, they oh they also announced Pavek and Dillian White too. It's like man, they that turnaround was quick. They, November twenty first, again that's probably a daytime fight. That you know I'm assuming that's going to happen either in Russia or in, or in the UK. So that's pretty much it, man. Um, follow us at Gardrigo Boxing if you haven't already on Instagram, uh, Gardrigo TV on YouTube, uh, Facebook.com slash GYG boxing so until next time i am out man enjoy your weekend peace